0: Yep, it's big business for sure, marijuana. As more states in the U.S. legalize medicinal as well as recreational marijuana use, more researchers are looking at the potential health complications, risks of marijuana use. In this session, we're going to take a look at brand new data from December 2018 linking marijuana use in males and problems in their sperm. Remember, as OBGYN physicians, we also have to look at our female patients' partners, especially in the preconception period. This is also tied to issues potentially with infertility. So let's take a look now at the data, brand new from December 2018. Alright, podcast family, before we begin, a quick note. Remember, we're talking about the effect of marijuana in this session on the male patient. We covered marijuana use in pregnancy and lactation in a previous podcast, so I'd recommend you go back, listen to that one, for the effects on pregnancy and breastfeeding. But in this session, we want to focus on the male counterpart of the patient because this can affect the couple as well. As legal access to marijuana continues to expand across the U.S. More researchers are studying the effect of its active ingredient, remember, that's THC, in teens, adults, and of course, pregnant women. There's new research that was just released from Duke Health that suggests that men in their childbearing years should also consider how THC could impact their sperm and possibly the children that they conceive during periods when they've been using the drug. Much like previous research that has shown tobacco smoke, pesticides, flame retardants, and even obesity can alter sperm, the Duke research team showed that THC can also affect epigenetics, triggering structural and regulatory changes in the DNA of user sperm. All right, now we said epigenetics, so we're going to have to review epigenetics before we get into the results. Now. Medical research moves fast. This has triggered a whole new area of study beyond traditional genetics called epigenetics. Epigenetics is a study of heritable changes in gene expression, active versus inactive genes, that do not involve changes to the underlying DNA structure, a change in phenotype, without a change in genotype, which in turn affects how cells read the genes. One example of an epigenetic change is DNA methylation. It's the addition of a methyl group, or a chemical cap, to part of the DNA molecule, which prevents certain genes from being expressed. Another example is histone modification, and the third mechanism by which epigenetics occurs is RNA-associated silencing epigenetic changes can switch genes on or off and determine which proteins are transcribed. While epigenetic changes are required for normal development and health, they can also be responsible for some disease states, disrupting any of the three systems that we've just discussed, like DNA methylation, or histone modification or RNA-associated silencing, any of those can contribute to epigenetic alterations and can cause abnormal activation or silencing of genes. These disruptions have been associated with cancer, syndromes involving chromosomal instability and mental retardation. All right, let's give an example here. Fragile X syndrome is a well-described epigenetic phenomenon. Fragile X syndrome is a most frequently inherited mental disability, particularly in males. Now, both sexes can be affected by this condition, but because males only have one chromosome, one fragile X will impact males more severely. Indeed, Fragile X Syndrome occurs in about 1 in 4,000 males, but about 1 in 8,000 females. People with this syndrome have severe intellectual disabilities, delayed verbal development, and autistic-like behavior. Though the syndrome is caused by an abnormality in the FMR1 gene, People who do not have Fragile X syndrome have around 6 to 50 repeats of the trinucleotide CGG in their fMR1 gene. However, individuals with over 200 repeats have a full mutation and they usually show symptoms of the syndrome. Too many CGGs cause the islands at the promoter region of the FMR1 gene to become methylated. Normally, they are not. So here's how epigenetics comes into play. This methylation turns the gene off, stopping the FMR1 gene from producing an important protein called Fragile X mental retardation protein. Loss of the specific protein causes the Fragile X syndrome. So although a lot of it Attention has been given to the CGG expansion and the repeat mutation as the cause of fragile X, the epigenetic change associated with fMR1 methylation is actually the real syndrome culprit. Alright, now that we've covered that, let's get back to the study regarding cannabis use and sperm according to the new Duke Research Study. Experiments in rats and a study with 24 men found that THC appears to target genes in two major cellular pathways and alters DNA methylation a process that's essential to normal development. The researchers do not yet know whether DNA changes triggered by THC are actually passed to the user's children and what effects that could have. Their findings were published online December 19th in the journal Epigenetics by the chief author Murphy et al., What was found is that the effects of cannabis use on males and their reproductive health are not completely null, in that there's something about cannabis use that affects the genetic profile in sperm. Alright, let's get into what exactly this study was about and what it showed next. In this new study, the investigators do admit that they do not yet know what this actually means. But the fact is that more and more young males of childbearing age have legal access to cannabis, and that's something that we should be thinking about. National research has shown a steady decline in the perceived risk of regular marijuana use. This, combined with the demand and wide availability of marijuana, bred specifically to yield higher THC content, makes this Duke research especially timely. The study defined regular users as those who smoked marijuana at least weekly for the previous six months. Their sperm were compared to those who had not used marijuana in the last six months and not more than 10 times in their entire lifetimes. The higher the concentration of THC in the men's urine, the more pronounced the genetic changes to their sperms were. THC, appeared to impact hundreds of different genes in rats and humans, but many of the genes did have something in common. They were associated with two of the same major cellular pathways. One of the pathways is involved in helping bodily organs reach their full size. The other involves a large number of genes that regulate growth during development. Both pathways can become dysregulated in some cancers. Well, what are we supposed to do with this study? I mean, it was relatively small number of men, right? Well, let's come up with a conclusion and the suggestions to take home from this study next. All right. So, as admitted by the study authors, in terms of what this means for the developing child of men who regularly use marijuana, well, we just don't know. It's unknown whether sperm affected by THC could be even healthy enough to even fertilize an egg and continue its development into an embryo. The study was a starting point on the epigenetic effects of THC on sperm, and it is limited by the relatively small numbers of men involved in the trial. That was according to the lead author of the study. The finding in men also could be confounded by other factors affecting their health, like their nutrition, sleep, and alcohol use. But in short, the investigators concluded that in the absence of a larger definitive study, the best advice would be to assume these changes are going to be there. Because we don't know whether they're going to be permanent or not, as a precaution, it would be wise to advise to stop smoking cannabis for at least six months before men try to conceive. Well, that wraps up our podcast covering brand new data as of December 2018 on the effects of cannabis on sperm. The reference for this podcast comes from the article in Epigenetics from December 2018 with the lead author of Murphy. Summary was also taken from the MD Lynx Medical Summary Report online. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.